All right, King. Hello. How you doing today, sir? Oh, I am great. Excellent, man. Excellent. Welcome to the show. Oh, thank you. I am so excited to be here today. All right, man. I am too, man. So why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself to the audience? Okay. My name is King, and I am from Los Angeles, California, and I'm currently here residing in Korea for the past two and a half years, uh, working here as a freelance uh, English teacher. So, yeah, it's been quite an adventure here living in Korea. Excellent, man. I can imagine. Let's go ahead and talk about it, man. So what's your free topic today? What do you, what do you got for us? Well, first, you know, since we have the Winter Olympics here in Pyeongchang, uh, South Korea, I uh, just wanted to speak about uh, ice hockey. Uh, the interesting fact is I was a little upset when the National Hockey League did not allow the players to come to South Korea because I was looking forward to seeing all the players from the NHL. But the interesting part now is I'm just kind of following uh, Team South Korea. And the reason that I really looked at it more is because of the head coach that they hired. Right. Because the play, the coach they have, name is Jim Pack. Right. And he played in the NHL. He's the first Korean-born player to win a Stanley Cup championship with the Pittsburgh Penguins. Nice. And And under him, which was impressive, is... Richard Park, who played almost eight to ten seasons in the NHL, is assisting him. Oh, sweet. So that was an interesting story when I was watching a little documentary yesterday about, you know, Team South Korea. Right. And and I was always wondering about it. And the reason, you know, I paid attention, I remember in the 90s when I was in Los Angeles, uh, he, you know, the Korean American newspaper spoke about him. So oh. I was like, wow, there's a Korean in the NHL. Right. So I followed him. Of course, in time, he disappeared after a while. I didn't know what he was doing. Till I have a friend who lives in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Yeah. You know, and they follow the minor league hockey team, the Griffins. Mm. He was the assistant coach for almost nine seasons there. Oh, wow. And this guy brings a lot of vast of experience. Right. Now, I am going to make a bold prediction about South Korean uh, hockey. Mm. I say by the year 2022, as long as Jim Pack, Richard Park, uh, keeps building the program, yeah, we will have another Korean in the NHL. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. That yeah. would be awesome. You yeah. think just one, or you think there will be multiple people? I think it'll, it'll, it'll be one and then multiple, just like Major League Baseball. Okay. When, you know, when Park Chano or Chano Park was the first Dodger right. in the major leagues. Right. So I see the same thing for hockey, but I hope they keep those guys, you know, managing and coaching Team South Korea. And recently, you know, what was amazing is now they're ranked, according to the IISH, they are ranked number uh, 21st in the world now. Oh, nice. And they just beat Ukraine to be in the top division. So now... The key for Team South Korea is to have the opportunity to play the best. Oh, Even okay. if we get murdered and killed. <clears throat> At least you ex- played the best. You play the best, yeah. and it's valuable experience. So right. I'm really excited about that. And then on the flip side to U.S. women's hockey, I've just learned that there's two sisters. Hmm. One sister's name is Hannah Brandt. Yeah. She plays for Team USA. Uh, her other sister is Marissa Brandt. Who plays for Team Korea? And yes, Marissa Brent was an adoptee from Korea. Right. And it's just coincidence how they're gonna get to play against each other. Right. During this uh, Winter Olympics. Very interesting. Yeah. So I'm just excited about kind of you know watching uh, U.S. hockey, right. South Korean hockey, and see how it works out. That's awesome, man. That's yeah. awesome. Um, so far, what have been or what like Winter Olympic sports do you like to watch? Well, definitely ice hockey, speed skating. Okay. Because I always make the joke like, hey, why isn't there a Korean in the NHL? Right. We're good at freaking skating, right. being left wingers and right wingers. So, And I kind of dabble in a little figure skating. Oh, okay. Nice. And some, and even snowboarding. Right. So I was having fun watching that today. Nice. Yeah. And plus, reason, reason I'm going to pay attention to snowboarding is there's a 17-year-old uh Korean American girl named I think Chloe Kim. Nice. She's gonna be competing, so I would like to see her 
uh, win a medal this year. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Yeah, I was looking at the statistics the other day for the average age of Olympians, um, and I think the average age is like 26 or 27. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and but there's also like it goes up to like 71. So the oldest guy is like some Japanese guy. He's like 71 years old and he participates in the Olympics. And I think the youngest is like 13. I want to say like 13 years old, 14 years old. Yeah. Can you imagine a 13, 14 year old Olympian? Shit's crazy, man. Yeah. It's really cool, though. Yeah. And especially like in the Summer Olympics with gymnastics. Right. (laughs) That's usually the common age. Right. 13 or 14. Yeah, that's interesting. I'm actually curious on... um, the and there there are more statistics like the average age for each sport yeah yeah so i'm gonna have to look that up sometime because i am curious um because i know that with certain sports like the more experience you have is probably better than like your age for example like your physical abilities um but i think it really depends on which one you're going to be doing so physical abilities obviously have a lot to do with it but there's much more to it as well uh, for certain sports so yeah it's super interesting man that's really cool so, let me ask you then. Um, did you watch the what is it called the skeleton, uh, where they like run on the ice for like five seconds and then they like slide down this big ass slope to get to the bottom fast uh, as fast as they can? It's kind of like bobsledding, but yeah. without a bobsled. Yeah, yeah. I haven't had a chance to catch that one yet. Okay, I think it was like the first day. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think so. Uh, I don't remember. But anyways, I was thinking about how dangerous it was. Or how it can be, right? Because if they fall off, they're going at an extreme, and they're, like, head first. So, you know how penguins slide, right? Yes. Yeah, so they're kind of, like, sliding like a penguin, but they're going at an extremely fast speed. So, I was just trying to think of, like, anybody has ever, like, slid off or anything like that, and what was the damage? So, I was going to ask you if you knew, but I guess not. No, I have been and plus, if someone slid off and got really hurt, I'd be some big news. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, I don't know how often do the Winter Olympics happen because I don't know. Oh, it's every uh, four years. Every four years, right? Okay, yeah. yeah so I guess you're right. Maybe I would have heard. Hmm. Okay, sounds good, man. That sounds good. Anything else you want to talk about this for this topic? Yeah. Uh, one thing, uh, you and me, we talk a lot about what's going on in the cryptocurrency. Yeah, we can right do that. now. Yeah. And you know, uh, <clears throat> a lot of up and down, or mostly lately in the, in the month of January, things have been falling down. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And and one thing I've learned is that out of the buyers of cryptocurrency, 30% is mostly Koreans. Really? Yes. 30%? 30%. I was like, wow, because a lot of young guys mm. are just, you know, trading. Right. And, of course, the crazy part is, like, they're trading at the wrong time. Oh uh, yeah, yep, yep. That's totally true. And of course, for for guys like us, we're like, "Cool, I'm gonna buy low," while you guys dump this on us. Yep. And that's what pretty much I've been doing because the mentality I have for cryptocurrency is I'm just gonna buy and hold. Yeah. And once it comes down, buy and hold. Right. And then we'll see in two years where we're at. Yeah. I think that's um that's a strategy that my me and my friends or my friends and I actually have been um incorporating recently cuz at first we were going to try to do it as like day trading yeah. uh like we had discussed before but yeah. then I I realized and they realized that that's probably not the best decision. Yes, you can make some money off of it if you're like monitoring the markets every day all day. Yeah. But we have like full-time jobs and we just kind of want to forget about it. So what we're doing is like you said, buying, holding and just waiting for the technology to pop off and waiting for more people to join. So, is it really 30%? Yeah, 30%. That's insane to me. Yeah, and there's a lot of Koreans trying to get into the game because if any of you that don't know how Korean uh, working culture is, Mm. they do not, most of these young Koreans don't want to work at a company. Yeah. Because it's, and here's a term I'm going to use, it's called the hell chosan, Mm -hmm. meaning hell Korea. Right. Because since I've worked in these companies and sorry i am not going to name any companies for other reasons uh, they tell me things in those companies like how they're treated by their boss right how their boss talks down to them they don't help them they don't know how to lead you know from the top down right you know i have a lot of discussions with a lot of my students at these companies i work for you know we speak they ask me like how is it in other companies in the west 
And I'm not saying the West is the best because there's problems in the West too. Right. But if it's a good company in a good working environment, I speak about, yeah, a leader up there will tell the next guy, you know, how to do the job step by step. He does not just give you a manual and say, just do it. Right. He leads from the top and, and then the middle guy leads, you know, by example from the guy from the top. Right. Yeah. And a good example of this is World War II, the U.S. military. Every American soldier knew what their job was. When the, the officer was taken out, the next guy knew what to do. Right. And that's one way we can, they won the war. Right. And, you know, and Korea, you know, economically, it's a great country. You know, we're number 11 in the world. Mm. And, you know, the GDP. And actually, you know, if they change just a few more things in their workplace and their environments, we'd be top five in the world. Mm. So, so we have these interesting discussions with the workers, you know, in these companies. Right. They go, wow, if you were my boss, King, could you, you I would be so happy. Mm. But, of course, you know things don't work that way right and since i just before uh coming to see you i was at a language exchange and we kind of talked about this mm. you know they asked me how come you do not work in a korean company i'm like i'm not gonna deal with that right i will not t let someone tell me i'm a piece of trash right that's just not gonna fly yeah that makes sense yeah that makes total sense yeah um yeah i've heard a lot of uh horror stories with korean companies here and how they treat their employees and then um, often what I've heard too is like employees working like way more than they should and not getting compensated for it. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't, I don't think that's the way across the board, but it definitely is a common recurring theme that yeah. I've seen at least and heard about, and you've already pointed to it. So not only are they working more hours and not being treated better, but they're also just not getting, like you said, the training that they deserve, um, or the opportunities to really advance, you know, and a lot of them are put in the same position for like years, yeah. you know, without any type of advancement or anything from what I've been told. So, yeah, it, it can be a pretty bad situation. Yeah. And usually what most of these companies and even like if you're even working at a government job or even like if you're a teacher here, mm. most of the times and I could be wrong, but, you know, if anyone here, you can correct me. Usually after 10 years. You become permanent and you get a good raise. Oh, really? Yeah, but know that. you had to take ten years of a uh, lots of crap to yeah. get there. Yeah, yeah, ten years of a lot of shit yeah. for sure is a, is and, a lot of problems. <laughs> that's that's a long time. And then the sad thing is, when they get there for ten years, they do the same shit to the, the next person. Yeah, because they're like, oh, it happened to me, so yeah. I'm, I'm gonna do it to you too. Yeah, yeah. And, I can see that. Yeah, and of course, I was hearing an interesting story about young nurses here. Mm. in Korea the crap they make the young nurses do they made the nurses like dress into some you know some sexy short dress and shorts um, and do a dance performance really and I'm like really are you serious wait really they do it yeah why do they do it it's what the it's just it like to promote their hospital oh. and sometimes I go reason it kind of hits me is like yeah, I hope my mom didn't have to do that crap because my mom is a nurse. Right. And the reason why I hold a United States passport is because my mom immigrated to the United States. Right, right. You should ask her. Yeah. So a lot of Korean women back in the 60s, right. the, your ticket into the United States was become a nurse. Right. And we had a whole flock of them. Now it's getting a little harder. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah, of course. Immigrating to the United States is, is definitely uh, yeah a much more difficult situation. Yeah. I mean, it, first of all, it's already insane. Yeah, insanely hard to get into the U.S. Um, for most people. So, and we're just making it harder and harder. Um, which I understand to some extent, but I also don't understand to you know on the other side either. Yeah, it's all goody though. We'll see what happens. But and back to cryptocurrency. Yeah. Um. How do you think that cryptocurrency is going to evolve economies? I think it's going to still do wonders. Yeah. It's still going it, to, there's no way to stop it. Right. I don't think it's going to go down. I think it's going to be back on the way up. Because <clears throat> every year, the same thing has happened since 2010. Right. January's the month we get an ass kicking. Right. And after a Lunar New Year, yeah, <laughs> everything goes right back up. 
then things stabilize. Mm. And then in November, December, everything goes back up. Right. So if we understand these trends, and I'm not saying it's going to be a consistent trend, mm. anything can happen. Right. You just never know. I think, you know, it's a need. Like, for example, I am still big. We talked about this. I'm big on Stellar. Right. You know, I think Stellar can do a lot of things. Like, an example is country like Zimbabwe. Mm-hmm. We know their currency is worth nothing. Right. It's worthless. So what some of those Zimbabwe's do is they use, you know, cryptocurrency to pay for their phone bill. Mm-hmm. And the Internet's terrible, but if they actually have a phone, right. they can use the phone to do a little business. Right. So Stellar is trying to fix that problem, and then they made a deal with IBM. Yeah, I noticed that. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. And then their CEO, Jed, used to be a co-founder of Ripple. Mm. So he broke off and went to something else. And you told me, like, you're big into Ripple. I'm, like, on the fence with Ripple, and I do own Ripple. Yeah, I was big into Ripple. Um, I sold it all because I needed the money. But I am also on the fence with Ripple. Um, I've always been on the fence with Ripple, but I do see a lot of potential to make money. So, yeah, for the record. How much do you have, if you don't mind sharing? Yeah, right now, let me see. I think I have about 160 tokens for Ripple. That's not bad. Yeah. I sold my, I had 10,000. Oh, wow. Yeah, I had a lot of, I had a lot in there. Yeah. And I bought it at like seven cents. So, but I sold too early. Yeah. Yeah, I sold way too early. I didn't have a choice because I really needed the money, but I sold way too early. If I would have waited, man. Yeah. But, but see, that's a common thing in the crypto community. Yeah. If I would have waited. Yeah. If, if, if. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, one thing in my mind state with cryptocurrency, all the money I have invested, mm. I'm willing to lose that money. Right. And I'm still okay. Because my mission is when I buy the cryptocurrency, I don't ever want to be in that point where I need money. Yeah, of course. So I'm just like you are and I are. Just like you and I, I'm still working my ass off, oh, yeah, doing of other jobs oh, yeah. and trying to make as much money. So I protect myself from doing that. Yeah, absolutely. I think some people go in like 100% towards cryptocurrency. And there's nothing wrong with that if you have the financial means to do that. If you yeah. don't have the financial means to do that, I definitely wouldn't recommend it. Yeah. Um, but some people could do it and they do it well. So yeah. more power to them. Yeah. And and I'm going to bring up one uh, altcoin. Yeah. Because we've talked about this and you read the white paper on this. Yeah. Yeah, I actually, and this is how I got into cryptocurrency. Uh, I got into investing a coin. This coin is called Heracoin. Right. And Heracoin is still not open yet. Yeah. But this coin was introduced at the Sundance Fence Festival in Park City, Utah. Mm. And a lot of the celebrities got gifts with this coin, and they are endorsing the coin. And Larry King is really behind this right now. So the future plan that I've learned about Heracoin is they want to uh, fund uh, movie projects or animation projects, virtual reality projects in the future using Heracoin. So I'm saying if that does do come true, then yeah, it's going to be a really good coin. And of course, I have family involved in it, so they're like, hey, King, just put in a, put in some money and see what happens. Right. So we'll see when it opens. And when I make my trip to Los Angeles in March, I'll get to maybe meet with the CEOs and find out a little bit so I can, you know, provide some more information about it. Yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah, I read the white paper. It was, it was interesting. Um, it was generic in some ways, but most, you know, when you look at different white papers, you pretty much see them, see it. But I mean, it's interesting. I think that if they can if they can pull off the technology and actually invest into those different projects, it, it will probably pay off for them. Um, but it's it's a gamble, as most things are. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's a lot of interesting new cryptocurrencies that are trying to implement new technology. Um, my friend told me about Icon. Yeah. Yeah. Recently, and that's also very interesting. They're um, incorporating this. Uh, it's called like Loop Chain. Yeah. yeah, which is very interesting. I, I don't know how to explain it, but I need to do more research into it. But Loop Chain, I think, could could yeah. um, evolve the tech, the the existing technology now. So I think there's some potential in there for sure. Yeah, and another coin. There's a lot of people that are 50 percent on the fence with this and 50 percent against it. Yeah, Tron. Yeah, Tron. Yeah, me me too. I I think Tron will do well though. Yeah, personally. 
And the rumor is that they might come on a Coinbase, but they said that about Ripple last year too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I would like it on Coinbase because um, I would buy it right now. Yeah. So if that's the case, yeah. I would also buy um, Icon too. And there's also one more that I want to buy, but what's it called? Fuck. I forgot. Have you ever heard of Anshares? Anshares? Anshares. Yeah. I was going to buy that a long time ago and then it, it just like went through the roof man I, yeah. I, I got into it way too late yeah so then i didn't do it there's so many though the problem is is trying to f- like filter them yeah yeah and yeah so hopefully with tron is there's the ceo justin sun mm. one thing i do like is he is always transparent and putting out the information like hey this is what i'm doing right you know Hopefully it's true. And then, of course, he's a protege of Jack Ma, who started Alibaba's. Right. And they're planning to do a lot of things. And a lot of guys on YouTube are like, no, get Tron. This is an opportunity right now. Yeah, I think so, too. And I think currently it's at five cents. Yeah, I think five cents is really good. I mean, I bought Ripple at seven, you know, and I I did pretty well with it. So, yeah, I mean, um, yeah, I should probably buy it. I think it's on Binance. Yeah. Actually, I might get it off there. So, yeah. and then just like take the coins and put it into an external wallet. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, and speaking about external wallets. Yeah. You know, the company that the nano. Yes. Yeah. I've learned that if you're going to buy that, do not buy it off of eBay. Oh, really? Why? Cause this is what happens. Uh, somebody bought the nano off of eBay. Yeah. And when he got it, it looked like a new package. Yeah. And so he stored 25000 worth of cryptocurrency in there. Right. But the person he bought it off of, what that person did was co- copy all the codes, copy all the oh. information, and oh, then package no. it like it was new. And he and when he went to go check, yeah, all 25000 of his cryptocurrency was gone. was gone. He stole it. Damn. That's fucked up. Yeah. But Damn, I'm, some, some people are so ruthless. Yeah. Damn. And there's no protection. That's yeah. See, that's and that's one of the reasons why people think it should be regulated. Yeah. So shit like that doesn't yeah. happen, um, or even if it does happen, you can you know charge them for it because technically, he didn't do anything wrong, yeah. right? Technically speaking, Tec- yeah. Yeah. So like that's why some people are like, yeah, there should it should be regulated to an extent. Yeah. You know, um, what do you think about regulation of cryptocurrency though? Uh, we we need some. Yeah, I agree. I think I think some I, a lot of people when they think about regulation, they think it's automatically bad, and it's not true. Yeah. I think everything needs to be regulated within certain boundaries. Yeah. So, and I, I think like that as a good example is is an, is a perfect example of something that needs to be regulated. Yeah. Yeah. So now I know when I'm go buy the nano, I'm gonna buy it straight from the company. Yeah, that's that's the yeah. best bet. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Damn man, twenty five k. Yeah, twenty five to hard earned money gone. Damn, yo, I wonder if that guy like plotted his revenge. Yeah. Can you imagine like if you lost twenty five k to somebody and nobody could do anything about it? Do you yeah. think he might have like if he can figure out where that guy is? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it might be like the next movie. Yeah. <laughs> and if he's that angry and that crazy, yeah, he might do some crazy shit. Yeah. Yeah. To strap up and go after him. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah, I'm not saying that should happen for yeah. the record, but you know, people are crazy and twenty five k is a lot of money. You know, I mean, what if that was like his life savings or what if that was like, you know, Mm -hmm. money for his family or something like that, that he was trying to save. Right. Or that he was just putting in there for safety. Who knows what that person's story is. So, yeah. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. I was like, I didn't know that till I saw something. Yeah. I I, for to be honest with you, I don't like to buy things used. Yeah. Ever. Like I never. Yeah. I I typically always buy new because every time I've bought used products, I've always had bad experiences with them for the most part. Um, so I just buy new, I spend the extra money and, and it's never been, I've never had a problem, you know, um, occasionally you might get a new product that might be defective or that might have one thing wrong with it, in which case, you know, you can get it fixed, but that's rarely happened to me. Used products, however, yeah, it's a whole different story. Yep. It's that line that you get what you pay for. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You get what you pay (laughs) for. Yeah. So, and, and even for me, like when I sell my products, I'm very transparent about the quality of them, you know? And I tell them that, but generally speaking, I don't even sell many things. So yeah, if if you ever see like an item for me, cause I might be thinking about selling this one, yeah. this audio interface. Um, I'm just going to say, I used it for this long. This is what I used it for. Come and test it, make sure it works. You know, if I'll give you like a personal guarantee or something like that. Like, okay, if it doesn't, if you don't, 
you know, use it within a month or something like that. Or like if you if there's a problem with it within like a month, then give it back to me and I'll give your money back or something. Like I have no problem doing that because I know the quality of my my the shit that I use is good because I keep my things in good condition. People don't do that though. Some yeah. people are like, oh, it works perfectly fine, and then like you know, thirty minutes later, shit broke. Up, oh, sorry, you're not getting your money back. Yeah. yeah, it's a little fucked up. Yeah, and if you continue to do a good things, come back to you. Good karma. Yeah, man. Yeah. Do you believe in karma? I'm oh, assuming. Yes. Yeah. What comes around goes around. You think so? Yeah. I'm always on the fence about that too. Yeah, because when I try to do, you know, right things and don't cause hell. Right. Good things have come to me when I start causing problems in hell. Right. I deserve it. <laughs> Okay. Just, just in my experience. Yeah, it's really good to know. I mean, because I was like in people's perspectives on karma. Some people believe it, and some people are like, nah. Yeah. yeah. So cool. All right, man. Sounds good. So let's jump into your passions, man. What are you passionate about? Yeah. Right now, I'm just passionate enough to, um, in the future, I, it's not a specific passion. It's just to create opportunities for others. Okay. You know, just in anything. Like currently, right now, you know. As I am a freelance English teacher in Korea, yeah, you know, I have about four part-time jobs. Most of the times, I just can't do a lot of the jobs because I don't have the time. And, you know, I always get asked, like, hey, you got something going? <laughs> so what I try to do is, you know, pass them off. Of course, the problem I have here in Korea is, you know, like yourself, you're an E2 visa holder, which means, you know, you to be in Korea, you have to have a job at you know at an academy or the public school epic program, right? Or any you know full time adult English job. You can't. You're technically by law you can't work anywhere else. Yeah. You know unless you know some of them say by permission. Right. But then if you hold this one visa card, an F visa, and it's numbered from like F one to F six. You know, there's different classifications, but I'm not going to go through each one. Mm. If you hold one of those, yeah, you can pretty much work any, you know, job part time or you can even work privates. They can't come after you for that. Right. So what I try to do is try to always know who the F visa teachers are, right. what their schedule, even E visas are. And, you know. And if there's like a job, I try to like pass it off to a friend or somebody right. that needs the job. So everybody can make money, right? Yeah. Damn right. Yeah. Only problem is, you know, how Korea is, they only want somebody that's from the seven countries. Right, right, right. Yeah. 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 That's interesting. Um, But that's pretty cool, though. I mean, like, so you essentially are like a connector. Like You like to connect yeah. people to certain opportunities in order for them to better themselves or to make money or... To yeah. gain some type of experience, is that correct? Yeah. Okay. Excellent. Yeah. And just uh, create opportunities, and and then if I just continue to pick up more skill sets and other things, right, that I want to do in the future, right, you know, try to get people to do it. Of course, my thing is, hey, I'll lead you to the well. Now it's up to you to drink the water. Right. So, so you you're like a job matchmaker. <laughs> That's yeah. what it sounds like. You yeah. know, like matchmakers, they like you know, oh. Yeah. Oh, he's cute. He'll be good with this person, you know. Yeah. So, you, but you're like that for jobs, yeah. yeah. Yeah, basically, some people goes, "Why don't you be a recruiter?" But, yeah, I mean, I was just about to ask you that. Like, you should yeah. be a recruiter if that's the case. Yeah, you can make I, some good money that way. I could, but I just, I have certain like biases away. You know, right? Things are done in Korea, right? Like when, and they go, "Why?" Most people ask me why because I can't listen to someone tell me, "Hey, I want you to find." A young white female Caucasian, right? And I'm just like, uh, no, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I just couldn't handle listening to that. Yeah, of course. And yeah. then of course everyone's argument is, then don't deal with them. Yeah, but it's it's it, not it's not that easy. Yeah, yeah, it is a it is so competitive, and I'm not saying all recruiters are bad, but there's half the recruiters that do a lot of bad things. Right. You think you think like. I have to warn a lot of the English teachers, some of these recruiters, they're not there for your best interest. He or she is trying to collect a $1 million fee from the Hagwon. Right. That's what their mission is. And they really don't care. Hmm. And and I say there's maybe, I'm going to be nice about this, 50% of recruiters 
do care to do a good job. Yeah. But the other 50? Don't give a no. shit. And I, I'm going to give you a quick example what some recruiters do. Some of these recruiters, they write the contracts for some of these hogwans because these hogwan owners don't know any better. Right. Because they never ran a hogwan. They have no background in education. So they'll write the contract. So the hogwan's willing to pay... You know, two point five million one, yeah, which is an equivalent to twenty four hundred United States dollars, right? And the recruiter will tell the teacher, "Yeah, the hogwan will give you two point two, and he or she will pocket the three hundred thousand one, or close to two hundred fifty dollars U.S. dollars, right? And pocket the money and get residual income every month. How do they do that, though? They if, just, if the if they, the contract says it, shouldn't that full amount go into that person's bank account? No, they make a separate deal. They said, separately, you give me this fee. Really? Yeah. And some of the owners are just... They don't know. They don't know. They just do it. Damn. I'm not saying it happens a lot, but that's an example. It can happen. It can happen. That's an example. And some of you might say, no, that's not true, King. No, they don't do that. They have to follow. But no, there's there's a lot of backdoor things that go on here. Oh, yeah. There's loopholes to everything. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know... And the reason I know that is is happened to someone I know. Right. Yeah, you know, they told me like, oh my, yeah, he was like calling me about getting that extra fee. That's how I know about this kind of little game that they play. Right. Yeah, I, um, so my recruiter was recommended to me by a friend of mine. Yeah. Um, so I, I, you know, I went into it and he was like completely honest and transparent and actually him and I became friends um ever after that so i had a very good experience only because or not only because but mainly because um it was recommended to me by a friend of mine so i definitely think that if you're like going you you want to come to korea and you want to go through a recruiter like definitely be cautious yeah Yeah, for sure join some of the forums before right on facebook that would probably be a smart idea like what do you think join some forums talk to the right people yeah join some talk to king baby he'll hook you up yeah Yeah. talk to me because I've seen a lot of things happen. Right. You know, and there's there's a lot of horror stories. Oh, yeah. I've heard a bunch. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard a bunch. Yeah, and especially, you know, if you're, you know, not on a visa like an F visa. Yeah. You come on an E2 visa. Yeah, you can get fucked real quick. Yeah. It's true, yeah. And, of course, excuse me for saying this, I call E2 the, I call it the hell chosen slave visa. Right. In a way. <laughs> because, you know, you're... You're stuck with that company right. for the whole year. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good point. It's a very good point. So, yeah, the E-Visa or the E-2 visa specifically is definitely not the best one, but gets the job done for the most part. Yeah. You have to be very careful of other work that you take if you choose to take other work. Yeah. And that's got to, you got to keep that on a DL. Mm-hmm. So most of you that are here in Korea doing that, you know what I'm <clears throat> talking about. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No names. No names. No names. <laughs> you got to keep it on the DL. That's cool, man. Okay, that's really cool. So are you any, Are you about, are you passionate about anything else or is that just about it? Uh, passionate to like teach. Another thing I wanted to kind of teach is about financing, how yeah. to manage your Very money. important. Yeah. Because here's the thing. We live with a lot of debt. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you're in the United States or Korea. Right. It's the same thing. Mm-hmm. And especially, and not to stereotype a lot of the ET English teachers, as I spoke to maybe every 10 English teacher, 9 out of 10 have student loan oh, yeah. debt or credit card debt. You know, I can't <clears throat> even count on my hands who are not in debt. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I can't either. Yeah. Yeah. Most most people are yeah. definitely in debt. So yeah. and they're trying to make money and it's really hard to do in the States. Yeah. But I mean, even like you said, like even if you are making money, like you said, like financial management is something that we just simply don't learn in school and sometimes our parents don't even know what the fuck they're doing unless they're, you know, in that field and yeah. Nobody knows how to read the black and white when you sign contracts and credit cards and there's APR, you know, fine what is it like? APR, right? Annual yeah. percentage rate, and then there's the other one. What's the other one? I forgot. It's like a, if you withdraw money, they charge you more. Oh, you're talking That's about... That's like a fee for, like, credit cards. Yeah. You mean uh, cash advance. Yeah, cash advance, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so there's, like, different fees for, like, different things that you do. Like, nobody nobody tells you about that. Or even if they do tell you, you don't really understand it, yeah. right? So, 
Yeah, I agree with you, man. Yeah. Financial management is important. Yeah. I, I think we talked about this. Like, you should, like, I mentioned to you that maybe you should start, like, a side business. Yeah, I was looking yeah. to, or, you know. You can charge people something yeah. small, like, 100 bucks. I'm going to give you, like, a in-depth, yeah. you know, financial management class, one-on-one, yeah. you know. Or you can charge more than that, really, but. Yeah. That's, yeah, it was a thought, but my thought was just to just, just slowly, you know. Right. Because I follow a lot of plans. There's one plan I followed, and some people don't like this guy mm-hmm. because he is an in-your-face guy right. by the name of Dave Ramsey, yeah. who you know teaches the baby steps. And I do follow the baby steps. I might go a little differently, yeah. tweak it a little. But yeah, because I followed the baby steps in his program, I have no debt. Mm. You know, I have expenses. I have, I mean, I have almost six to seven months of expenses. If I was to lose all every job right today, right. I could live off for the next six, seven months. Right. Just chilling. Yeah. Yeah. If I needed to, but for me, I get bored if I do sit and do nothing, man, you're better than me, man. I wish I could just sit. I have, well, first of all, I have plenty of shit to do if I had nothing, if I didn't have work. So it's not like I wouldn't be doing anything, Yeah. but I know, I know people like you are just like, I have to be doing something. Yeah. Yeah. Regardless if it's making me money or not. Yeah. Yeah. So that's really cool, man. That's really cool. So you obviously are in a really good place financially speaking, and you want to pass off those skills, right, and that knowledge to other people. Yeah. Dude, you can make money off that, man. Yeah. And, of course, the real truth about uh, getting out of debt is is just your behaviors. Right. You know, it's it's not that it's a thing. It's not how much you make. It's how much you keep. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. You know, and my friends, some of my friends here laugh at me because they're like, Seriously, you you're 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 writing down everything you spend, even a pack of gum for a dollar. Right. I'm like, yes, because I every one or dollar has a meaning, ha, is being spent. Right. I I assign something to that dollar. Yeah. I know where my money's going. Right. And that's one thing you know I would like to help people with, but you know if they ask me. Yeah, of course. You know, I can help on. Hey, put. Have a written budget. Right. You know, and of course, I even do have uh, the Dave Ramsey program Mm. where, you know, if I start having time again, I would run his financial peace class. Right. Which is, you know, free of charge and usually happens at churches, but it doesn't have to be at the church. It could be at coffee shop. And anybody can just come. Yeah. They can tip you. Yeah, they can just come and you know, just <laughs> learn something. Like a, yeah, learn something, you know, maybe yeah. buy you a coffee or lunch or something. Yeah. I'll be cool with that. Yeah. yeah. And what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to lead by example. Mm. You know, I'm not going to say, uh, you know, do this and I don't do it. Right, of course. Yeah, because yeah. no one's going to listen to me on that yeah. aspect. Absolutely agree with you. Yeah. yeah, absolutely agree with you. But, yeah, something, another thing I'm passionate about to just help. But I don't want to be the next, I don't want to be a, the next Dave Ramsey going, you need to get, you know, right. I don't want to be that in your face type of guy. Right. So you want to be like a different, you want to like, uh, convey the content differently. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. That's good. Yeah. I mean, you know, there are different things for different people, right? Some people like that in your face and stuff and some people don't. So, you know, to each of their, to each their own. So he offers something unique and you can offer something unique as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I totally think you should do that. You know, whether it be for you or not, like, that's that sounds pretty awesome. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, but I feel like, hey, you know, if you have the opportunity to make some money, then, you know, make your money, man. Yeah. You know? So, that's that's why I suggested it. Yeah. Um, I don't know how – this is something I need to look into, like, starting a business. How is it done? Like, if you're in Korea but you want to start a U.S.-based business. Do you know anything about that? I would say one thing I know, just like the other Southeast Asian countries, mm. you need somebody who's a native Korean here right. to, you know, be part of it. Yeah, but I, I like, for yeah. example, if I start a business, I don't yeah. want to start, I want to start a business, like a U.S. business, but yeah. I want to practice out of here. Like, I want to actually run the business out of Korea. And I don't know, something to look up. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I got to talk to like a business lawyer or something. Yeah. And we've got to figure out how their laws pertain here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it makes you, I'm, I'm curious on how that is, but especially when it comes to taxes. Yeah. Yeah, because that's something to keep in consideration. Yeah. Because yeah. I remember uh, one guy here, uh, he had a restaurant. Yeah. 
of course, he partnered up with a Korean. Mm-hmm. That's how he was able to function. Right. Yeah. But I don't want to go any more beyond that. Yeah. Because I want to protect the privacy. Yeah, of course. Of that individual. Yeah. Yeah, there are definitely ways to do it. Yeah. I'm just curious on what the appropriate way to do it is. So, yeah. but something to look up, something to learn for later. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Cool. Excellent. Let's jump into your bucket list, man. Okay. Well, yeah. one one thing I want to do is like I actually I did more like yearly goals this year. Oh, okay. In 2018. So just basically. Uh, make a certain amount like, okay. because another job I do have is online teaching. Yes. So I wrote, I will make this amount by December of 31st of 2018. Okay. So what's the amount? I'm going to keep that. Oh, you're going to keep that. Okay. <laughs> I'm so gonna keep that on the d- down low. Is it like, mm, mm, can you give me like a general amount? Uh, let's just like, say are we, are we talking about, about hundreds of thousands of dollars or millions. Let's or more? just say for online, it'll be five months. Okay. Of a hog one full time teacher pay. Okay. And I'll just leave it at that and everyone can do the math. Okay, cool. And then and then of course my Korean uh English jobs. Right. For, you know, companies, hog ones and after schools, you know, I have about the same goal. Right. And then maybe something in other businesses like the cryptocurrency. Yes. Make a certain amount. And since um uh, I am a season ticket holder of the LA Dodgers and the Los Angeles Clippers, you know, to make a certain amount of profit right. each year. So I always make a profit on the Clippers. Nice. Regardless, they just traded Blake Griffin, which I was sad about that. Mm. Yeah, I heard about that too. Yeah. But lately, uh, they're still an exciting team to watch. Right. Yeah, I'm still a Laker fan, but Clipper tickets are easier to own. <laughs> right, right, right. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, okay. And so, go ahead. Yeah, and then I made a killing on the Dodgers last year because they went to the World Series. Right. So I'm actually have a big surplus for pay for next season. That's smart. So we were able to pay that off, and and I already have. I will be having Dodger tickets for sale. So some of them that know me, they'll see me post some sales for tickets. Right. So your bucket list is to make a certain amount of money every year. Yes. Like, and, it, and is it progressively getting more and more every yeah. year? Yeah. Every year I want to. Yeah aggressively get more and more okay and then the the goal turns out to me okay i'm gonna make a trip to thailand right i'll make a trip to the philippines yes make a trip to vietnam right so so i want to be just the bucket list and the goal is to be able to just get up and go okay anywhere you want yeah okay that's smart yeah and 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 do you want to juggle all those jobs during this whole time or do you want to like drop one or two every now and then i mean not every now and then but like eventually do you want to eventually i just want to drop Everything? Oh, everything okay. eventually. Okay. But just like you just uh, completed your master's, I need to finish my master's too. So, yeah. So, it's yes. A, it's so, a bitch. Yeah. And yeah. now it's like I need to turn away work. Right. Yeah. As uh, I'll go over real quick, you know, when I came here two and a half years ago, mm-hmm. I came with nothing with just a few thousand dollars. Right. And I came on. And I was smart to come on an F visa. Right. Because there's no way I was going to come here on an E2 and be enslaved. Right. And because I heard the horror stories, I got myself my own place, you know, my own things, yeah. my own whatever, health care. Right. And, you know, and of course I did like a moron. I took the first job. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, that part-time became full-time. Right. And then after uh, five months... That SOB canned me, mm-hmm. you know, with a week left. Right. So it was just very disheartening to go through that. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. And and then in February of 2016 and March, I had no job. Mm. I My money, my bank account was almost nothing. Mm. You know, and I was home. I did not want to call home to my mom and say, Mom, I'm coming back to America. Mm-hmm. And... <clears throat> But the reason I stuck it out is my living arrangement, Yeah. even if I'm paying for it, it's not under my name. And the messed up thing for me to do is to go back and have him have my friend hold the bill right. on my place. Yeah, that makes sense. And I was like, no, I'm not going to allow this. And here's a funny thing. Because I started my master's program, mm-hmm. my friend, who is like my older brother type, Hyungnim, which we call in Korean. Yeah. He was like, hey, King, don't worry. 
I will pay for your tuition. I will pay for your place. I'll take care of you. And I was like, no, I didn't come here for someone to take care of my ass. Right. You know, I'm, I'm going to man the F up and do my job. Yeah. And handle this. Right. So, yeah. So the funny thing was I got one part-time job and then I got two, three, four, everything just built up. Nice. Yeah. And this is before I took, I had like 30 rejections. Right. Part of it is because I didn't have the right skin color. Right. Or, you know, you're not, or my age. Right. Since I am kind of over the hill. Right. They're like, no, we want someone younger. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, Age, age man. Um, I didn't know that this was a big problem until a couple of years ago. Yeah, I was like completely unaware of it. But that shit gets, that shit's real. I hear more and more stories like of that being a problem. So I'm glad that I know about it. It's wrong. I mean, I, I to an extent, like I understand yeah. because, you know, they want, I guess, somebody for longevity, you know, like, oh, well, we want this person to be here for at least 10 years, you know, and yeah. if you're 55, you may not be here for the next 10 years as compared to you being 25. Yeah. So but to be honest with you, the way that the economy is now, there's a I mean, there's a statistics about this, like especially for millennials, like the average millennial stays at the job for like three years on average, you know, so. They're hoping that these these millennials are staying for a long time, but statistically speaking, that's just not the case. So yeah, I, I hope things get better for our older folks, Old, yeah. older folks, whatever you want to consider to be older. Yeah, what is considered older in Korea? Shoot, sometimes even thirty. Oh really? <laughs> it's it's damn. I'm creeping up there, yeah, man. Yeah, you're close there, and you know, of course, for most of the ETs, you know, if you're if you're around 20 and 30, yeah, still okay. Yeah. But once you hit it in your 40s, yeah, 50s. How do they know your age? Oh, because they you, see what you're, the date you're born on your yeah. resume. Yeah. And, hmm. and you know the requirement, photo. Yeah, but I heard that that's being, that might be changed in Korea. Is that true? Well, actually, this is the evidence that I have. When I was working in my company job, yeah. one of my students was doing blind interviews. Yeah. And I go, Really? Blind interviews? Tell me about it. Yeah. And he says, yeah, I had no photo. Yeah. Of course, this was kind of weird. No, what college they went to. Right. Because they do discriminate. If you went to Sky, it's mostly you're a shoe-in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the uh, flip side to that is the students that went to Sky are pissed. Mm. They're because like, they're so used to getting in because mm. of their, their name. Yeah. yeah I, get, I get that. And he Makes goes, sense. Yeah, he goes, man, it was the hardest thing to yeah. do. Yeah, well, I mean, once you put everybody on an equal playing field like that, yeah, yeah. or semi-equal playing field. Yeah. yeah. So it was just, uh, he goes, yeah, I spent a long time. It was very hard for me. Yeah. You know, the elimination process was really intense. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can imagine. Yeah. yeah. So, and, and the thing is, like, it should be like that. Yeah. You know, like, people should be judged based off of their merit, you know, and then based off their interviews, and then also, you know, how that employee is going to interact with the other employees. Cause that's also important. You know, yeah. um, you might have somebody who's extremely qualified, but they may not, you know, mesh well with the other employees personality wise. You may not be able to judge that completely from one interview, but yeah. it's definitely something to take in consideration, but pure, I mean, but not taking that, I mean, um, putting that to the side for now, once you've judged everybody based off merit, age wouldn't matter at that yeah. point. So in fact, I would even argue that people, um, who are older would probably do better, you yeah. know, because they would have more experience. Well, most of the time they would probably have more experiences and or more education. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, there, and then there's some companies, they sometimes would rather take a college student that has work experience along with their degree. Right. Yeah, of course. Like, even if it was like working at McDonald's, mm -hmm. they're just like, Hey, this guy or girl knows how to work. Yeah. Instead of someone fresh out of college with no work experience. Right. Yeah, that's the case. I mean, that is the case in a lot in a lot of um, situations. But I've also heard the opposite, where some people are like, "No, I want to take somebody fresh out of college and build yeah. them, right? And I want to build yeah. them up into something that will benefit my company, you know, yeah. um, in the long term. You know, as long as they treat them right and yeah. you know they actually do give them the training and the education that they need, like the knowledge that they need, they can yeah. actually do that and yeah. they can retain that person. Yeah, and um, teachable but, and coachable. Exactly. But some people are, don't meet that, you yeah. know, and some companies don't want to do that, which I understand as well. Yeah. Yeah, business is interesting. You know, how people conduct their businesses and, like, who they choose to hire and why is very intriguing to me. 
Yeah. Yeah. And of course, yeah, back in the States, you know, like if we don't get the job, it doesn't hurt as much. Right. But in Korea, it's annoying when it says, sorry, yeah. you do not have the right skin color or age. Right, right, right. And and most people like in the States go, what the, what the? I say, like, hey, it's legal in Korea. Yeah, it's normal here. Yeah. It's very normal. And and I like to flip side to, you know, I have an online teaching job. Right. You know, I work for a Chinese company. And this company is actually, you know, uh, invested by Kobe Bryant. Mm-hmm. You know, him and his partners put $125 million. Nice. So our company now, we have 30,000 teachers. Mm. And since the ones, the teachers like myself that are in Asia, we kind of have an understanding how things work. Right. Somewhat. And when I go onto the Facebook groups, and I and majority of the the teachers are uh, women, yeah, or moms, mm-hmm. and they're just going off, going, "Oh my goodness, why is why does this kid do this? Why does that kid do that? Mm-hmm. Why is the mother giving the answers to the kid?" Right. You know, at first I used to get like hung up on those things because the way we teach. I don't even get too hung up anymore on my online job. You know, I'm just going to just present the content to the mm. kid. Mm-hmm. If the mom feeds them the answers, fine. Right. I don't sit there and go, mommy, stop it mm-hmm. anymore. I used to, but now I just, just go with it. Because mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, yes, the mom shouldn't coddle that kid. Right. But, but the way things work in China, where they used to have a one-child policy, mm-hmm. if it's a son, they're going to really coddle that son. Oh, yeah. It doesn't matter what you say. What you try to enforce on them, they're not going to listen to you on that. Right. And and sometimes they'll behave with the mom there. So I just kind of take to the positive, and then hopefully he or she will pick up something. Right. Just by being exposed to me as the foreigner teacher. Right. So I just kind of go in with a different attitude when I do the online teaching. Yes. You know, with Chinese kids. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. And, you know, that's another opportunity I've been trying to provide is you know online teaching jobs because mm-hmm. truthfully this is going to be the new wave of the future right sooner or later they're just going to do everything on our ipad right you know yeah it's a good point yeah it's a very good point i mean the way technology is progressing yeah it'll be interesting to see how education is uh transformed you know? yeah and sooner or later even these korean kids i didn't even know this there's some of the korean kids uh taking uh english lessons in the Chinese company. Oh, really? I didn't even know that till some of the ma, some of the female workers told me, "Yeah, I have a kid from Korea taking this English classes." Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, so hmm. I was like, so I'm surprised that you know it's begun. Yeah, <laughs> it started. Yeah, so one day I might, oh, I, I might have a Korean kid. Yeah, you might. And then if he acts up, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You can tell him, like, come on, man. I know what's up. Yeah. yeah. But in Chinese kids, I can't really do that. Right, right, right. You can threaten them in English. Yeah. And see if they understand. Yeah. But 90% of the times, it's a great experience doing the online job. Mm. And, of course, the, the bias is most Chinese companies take only Americans and Canadians. Oh, okay. Because And I, that does kind of bother me because... You know, I want to provide it to the other five English-speaking countries. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. And, of course, the worst is for South Africans. Yeah. They're having a hard time getting an online teaching job. Yeah. And they go, well, they're not, this sucks. I'm like, yeah, it does. You know, they speak English. That's true. You know, yeah. even if it's Afrikaans. Yeah. But still, English is primary in South Africa. Yeah, that's true. I've never met a South African who didn't know English. Yeah. Never. So, and I've exactly. met quite a few. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, so sometimes I hate making the post saying, Canadians and American passport holders with degrees. Right, right. You have to be very specific. Yeah. And, of course, I still get non-native, like, king could you get me in yeah. i'm like no yeah i'm sorry man that's out of my hands <laughs> yeah it's not up to me <clears throat> but yeah so i try to you know provide those opportunities right and plus we're in korea it's the best internet in yeah, the they, world yeah, you, you have to take advantage of it yeah, yeah. i agree so the internet here is ridiculously fast like i've been tainted yeah so when i go to other countries i'm gonna fucking hate them i already know yeah, yeah. and when i go back to the states in march i'm gonna be like 
this sucks. Oh yeah, especially if net neutrality gets uh like consent like eliminated completely. Yeah. yeah. So and actually you've seen like I don't know if you've seen this or not, but like you've seen some of the states like really fighting back against the FCC. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see what happens. And this is one of the best things about US politics in terms of state power and federal power. Yeah, this is like shit like this is what makes it really, really cool. Yeah. But also a pain in the ass. Yeah. And stupid in a lot of ways. <laughs> but it's still very unique. Yeah. So cool, man. Do you have anything else on your bucket list that you want to do? So you want to make bread? That's what I just heard. You want to make yeah. money? Yeah, I do want to make money to the point where you don't need to work anymore, which is obviously a very uh, important thing. Yeah, yeah. and just travel any travel I want. There you go. Yeah, and you can just pick up and go any day you want. Yeah, pick up and go. And then uh, my plan is like, just another goal is to have hubs. Right. Like I love to have a hub in Korea mm. since you know. I can freely go to Korea back and forth. Right. United States. Right. And then just travel around the other parts of Southeast Asia. And just have like a house in each place? Like uh, a like a if, hub in each place? If possible. That would be tight. Yeah. That would be smart. Yeah. Only bad thing about countries like Thailand, Philippines, you got to make those visa runs. Unless you get an education visa or self-defense right. visa. or. Mm. Well, what is it in the Philippines? Like six months? Yeah, it's like six months. That's insane to me. Yeah. yeah. I think Philippines, they're, because I haven't been there yet, so I do not really know. Right. They're like, yeah, you can pay this much and get this. And and then if you want to stay longer, just put in more pesos. I'm like, okay, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know it was that long until recently. I was like, holy shit. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm only going for a week. Yeah. But they were like, yeah, you're a USS and you'll be here for like six months. I was like, damn, that's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. But only thing is, it's hard to get an English job and to get the rate <laughs> yeah, yeah, that we course. get here in Korea. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, otherwise, Philippines would be pretty tight. Yeah. So maybe you can find some. I'm wondering what jobs are actually needed there that they pay a lot of money. Yeah. Here's the funny thing. My online company, one guy, mm-hmm. he's an American married to a Filipino with a few kids. Yeah. He makes about 70000 Oh, really? In 2016 or 17, he made 70000 Really? Yeah. Nice. He's a well-sought-off teacher. Yeah. And another another bias is, this is from the women in the company. Mm-hmm. Most of the men have it a little easier. Mm-hmm. They get booked a lot. Oh. I didn't know that. And I thought, you know, it was like Korea, like the desire is a young Caucasian female. Right. And I thought the China was the same way. Right. But in this case, most of the men, we don't have a lot of males. Maybe we have 10,000 males to 30,000 teachers. Wow. And most of the guys are booked. They're busy. <laughs> and him especially, he works almost 10 hours a day. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, especially if you're making that type of money and you live in the Philippines, you're living like a damn king. Yeah. Because the U.S. dollar to the Philippine peso is extremely, yeah, like, there's such a huge difference there. Yeah. So I was, like, watching what he was doing. I'm like, wow. He's smart. He's, yeah. But the thing is, I don't want to work 10 hours a day like he does. No, that's a lot. I mean, that's that's too much, in yeah. my opinion. But, I mean, let's even if he was to reduce the hours, he's going to get reduced money. So let's say, okay, yeah. let's say he reduces his hours by two, yeah. and he makes 10K less, yeah. right? He's making 60K. He's still good. If he lives in the Philippines, yeah. he's, living, he's still living like a king, man. Yeah. No questions asked. So... That might be a pretty good plan, you know. And what you would have to do is obviously spend money to get really good internet yeah. in the Philippines. But yeah. you're still making so much bread, it doesn't even matter. Yeah, and he uses the main internet, and he has a backup on his phone. Bro, he could he could easily pocket, in my opinion. Yeah. I feel like he can easily pocket like 20k yeah. a year and live like a king for 30k a year. Yeah. In the Philippines, yeah, or in Thailand, or any other country that's yeah. similar, and his house is probably pretty much paid for. Yeah, he lives paid in a for. big house with his wife and two kids. Yo, he's chilling, man. That sounds yeah. great. <laughs> yeah, so he did. The, yeah, I didn't. I read his story. I was like, dang. One of these days, I like to maybe go visit him. Yeah, that sounds great. Yeah, and doing this online company in Asia mm-hmm. is the best time. Right. It, it's in the daytime. It's not in the middle of the night. Right. But when I go home to the United States, I have to get up at three or four in the morning. Yeah, that sucks. That's going to be the terrible part for me. Yeah. yeah that time, that time difference is nasty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I now I'm going to get a taste of what all most of those mothers in the company go through. Right. Some of them get up at three, teach mm-hmm. till six, right. and go do their full-time brick-and-mortar uh, teaching job. Yeah, that's a pain. Fuck that. 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm not about that life. Yeah. I, I know how it is, though. Like, I, I remember working 50 to 60 hours a week. It's yeah. a pain in the ass, man. Yeah. Yeah, it sucks. So hopefully people don't need to do that for much longer. I feel like it's going to get worse, but we'll see. Yeah. And, of course, you know, I do wake up and I feel blessed, mm. you know, because I – so, you know, I don't complain a lot anymore because I sit here and go, you know, there's a lot of people that would love to be in my shoes right now. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And plus, you know, traveling out of the United States, mm. I have a more appreciation of having a United States passport. Right. I have appreciation of being American. Right. And and after being here in Korea for two and a half years, I understand why most of the Koreans that live in the United States, mm. why they're in the United States. Right. And I was like, wow, it's an eye opener. Yeah, yeah, it's very interesting. Yeah, yeah, it's good, man. That's very good. Yeah, and when I have conversation with mom, I'm like, hey, mom, I'm gonna tell you, you're right. I'm very thankful for you to immigrate to the United States, give yeah. you a better life. Yeah, she would why? Because if I had to grow up in Korea, I probably would have jumped in front of the subway. <laughs> I would not been able to handle. Yeah, the pressure. Yeah. Well, maybe, maybe if you were in this environment from the beginning, yeah. then you would have been adjusted to it. But you're right. If you stayed the same, then yeah, maybe it wouldn't be so good. Yeah. <laughs> maybe you would have done that indeed. Yeah. Huh. That's good, man. That's good. Okay, cool. Thank you very much for sharing. Yeah. Um. So let's jump into your funny or unique stories that you've had while traveling. Okay. Let's yeah, see. Yeah. What you got, man? Tell me. Hmm. Let's see. Sometimes, uh, when I I'll start within the United States. No, abroad. Oh, you want abroad? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Not why you're, yeah, because you're a U.S. citizen. Okay. So, yeah. Okay, that's some in-state too, but yeah, I'll do the abroad part. Yeah. Okay, because mostly the only two countries I've traveled to yeah. is Mexico Yeah. and now South Korea. Okay. So I don't have too much. Yeah, it's okay. You can yeah. give me one from each or you can give me yeah. just one, whatever you want, man. Yeah. Now, the funny part of just kind of going to Mexico mm-hmm. is being bombarded by little kids. Yeah. You know, I've never, the funny part is like, candy, candy, give me. Because mm. I was carrying a box of candy. Oh, okay. Wait, why? Why were you carrying a box of candy? Uh, I I bought some from the States. Oh, okay. And then they saw it, and I was like, oh, I should have not let this, you know, let the cat out of the bag. Right, right. So the minute I did, they just bum rushed me. <laughs> so I was just like, all right, fine. I'm, looks just, like I'm just going to have to let this go. Right. And then that was like pretty much the experience. Right. Because. Huh. Just be careful. So what? So what part of Mexico were you in? Uh, TJ. Oh, TJ. Okay. Yeah. T- Tijuana. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because it's right there on the border. Yeah. 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 That's why I just wanted to make sure. Okay. That's cool, man. I actually, I think I told you, like, I want to go to Mexico when yeah. I finish Korea. Yeah. Yeah. I want to go there for at least a year and then work my way down. Yeah. yeah. And even uh, a lot of Americans are starting to retire there. Yeah, that's interesting to me. I wonder why. Like, why that's the case. I think I would retire in Canada. Yeah. That would be that would be pretty tight. Yeah, and the story I heard is like some of the expats that they're they're retirees. Yeah. Social security. Yeah. The social security they receive from the United States is not enough for the states. But it's but enough it, for other countries. Yeah. It makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, so it makes they, total sense. So that's what things are happening with most of the elders. <laughs> yeah. It's like yeah, I mean, to me, that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. So, especially if you can go into other countries, like, for a long time, like Thailand or the Philippines, for example. Yeah. Shit, man, you can easily use all that money for, you know, for yeah. the rest of your life. Hmm. Yeah. And then something for Korea, let's see. Yeah, well, what you got? I have a, probably a lot of crazy long nights. Okay. Especially here in the city we're in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's always an abundance of someone getting drunk yeah hell yeah man absolutely and i don't know how many times that night three individuals threw up really first one missed my foot nice second one missed my foot nice third time was a charm it oh. nailed both my feet no like, <laughs> crap wait where was this at uh this was in the middle of where we're in tungsang of course yeah but which which uh which bar I'm trying to remember because I was drinking too. Oh, you were drinking too? Uh, okay, I see. When I was drinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Uh, yeah, you've been sober for a while now, right? Yeah, I'll be, this March will be two years. Two years. Damn, that's awesome, man. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and a lot of friends ask me, how do you do it? Because Korea is such a big drinking culture. It's and, true, yeah. And you had a drink and, you know. Right. I was like, hey, 
I just made a choice. And yeah, and you stick by it. Yeah. Willpower, baby. Responsibility. Yeah. Yeah. And it helped me be responsible, but, and I used to spend 300000 one a month on alcohol. That's a lot of money. Yeah. I spend like 50 maybe a month. Yeah. If that, <laughs> like 300 Yeah. What the fuck were you buying, man? How just buying <laughs> whiskey, cocktails, okay, yeah, everything, yeah, yeah, yeah. stopping at GS. Okay. And I didn't, and I was still like recording it. Right. But I didn't like, I would record it, but I wouldn't look at it. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you'd be like, okay, so I have this, like I spent 30,000 won here, yeah. but you don't really think about it until later on. Yeah. Until yeah. I went back and like. Then you looked at it, you're like, damn son, what was I thinking? Yeah. <laughs> and one time, yeah, and one time is, uh, I went to go eat at six in the morning yeah with my friend then i had to grab a taxi mm-hmm. but before i could grab a taxi i actually literally threw up three to five times on the way there oh damn damn yeah that's how bad <laughs> damn oh wait quick question yeah was this the same night that this that somebody no. threw up in your shoes okay um next question um the person who threw up on your shoes was he your friend he or she your friend actually it wasn't were they were they a nice pair of shoes well, luckily it wasn't a super, luck I don't have those shoes anymore. Well, yeah, of course, yeah. But uh, <laughs> it was just some random person I was just trying to help. Right. I didn't even know their name. Damn. And I'm just like, here, you know, I was just trying to be a good Samaritan. Right. I would have taken some money. Yeah. I would have went through it. Hey, 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 man, before you go, give me, <laughs> give me like 100000 <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you can't really, it's, I guess it's harder to do that now because most people just use their cards. Yeah. Yeah. Damn, man. Well, thank you very much for sharing. Yeah. yeah. You got any more on you? Uh, let's see. Uh, no, most of them, let's see. Most of my stories is, since I don't drink, is always helping someone get home. Right, right. <laughs> Just throwing over, humping over. Yeah. And, of course, when body weight becomes dead. Yeah, that's a pain. Oh, my. Even if, even if that, if it's a little girl at, like, 90 pounds, yeah. that's still heavy. It's true, yeah. Yeah, it's 90 pounds right there, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you're just like, and if they go dead on you, oh, my goodness. Yeah, that, that's a lot. I don't I don't think people realize, like, dead weight, like, how much it is. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I've, I've experienced it. I know how it is. So, yeah. damn, man. All right, well, cool, man. Well, thank you very much for coming to the show. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, man. Anything else you want to talk about? Um, I just uh, want to say I just uh, – Thank you for, you know, having me on the show. Oh, yeah, man. And Anytime. This was just, I really enjoyed myself. And just, uh, just you know, sh- uh, just talking about just things around, you know. Yeah, man. Hell what's yeah. What's going on. Absolutely, man. Always a pleasure, man. Always yeah. a pleasure just, you know, talking to you in general. So, yeah. and I'm glad to have you on finally. We've been planning this for a while. <laughs> yeah. You're a busy man, sir. So, yeah. all right, sir. Well, thank you very much. Have a good night. All right. You too.